Welcome to Mindset and Money Mastery for Photographers, the podcast. We help overwhelmed photographers make more money while simplifying their business by mastering their, you guessed it, mindset and money. Tune in each week for practical and actionable tips to take your photography business up a notch. Let's dive right in. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give you a quick heads up about what you're going to be listening to. This is an interview that I did with one of my former coaching clients, Charlotte, a couple of years ago, and it was such a great interview. She shared a little bit about her experience, her journey as she built her business into what it is today. And the reason that I wanted to share this with you on this week's episode is because next week, we're actually going to be sharing a new updated interview with Charlotte, where we talk all about the making of a five-figure client. You see, whenever we recorded this Q&A, Charlotte had not yet had a five-figure client in her portrait business. And since then, she was able to put the pieces together, step up her game, and have even bigger and better sales and make more money in her business. So I wanted to share this week's interview as a way to preface what you're going to listen to next week. I think it'll give you a really great idea of a real life experience of growth, and Charlotte's own personal journey. So that way you can take some encouragement in hearing other people's stories and not just my own story on this podcast. So check out this episode, listen in, hear Charlotte's journey, and then make sure you come back next week to hear all about Charlotte's journey to having those five-figure portrait clients. Hey, Charlotte, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So today I wanted to hop on here and talk to you a little bit about your experience. I know you've worked with me. You're probably, I would call you one of my frequent flyers, I guess now. You've been through a couple of my different group coaching community type things and you've also done some one-on-one things with me. So I figured you'd be a good person to talk to and to hear more about your experience and kind of give everybody an idea of what it's like to work with me. Okay. First thing I wanted to ask you is, how has your business changed since you started working with me? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, in, in one word, drastically. <laughs> but to give a little bit more detail, before I started working with you, I was focusing a lot on things that weren't profitable. I kind of had this, I guess, weird stubbornness that because I had started doing something that I had to keep doing it. And like, I was just adamant that I was going to make it work. And of course, that's a good attitude to have on the whole that I wanted to make my business work. But there were certain elements of my business that were not working, such as the volume photography I was doing at rodeos that were just not jiving, not working. They would keep awake at night. I was working insane hours for very little turn generally focusing on the wrong things. Uh, I think that perfectionism is an ongoing uh, topic as well, (laughs) which, you know, that was getting in the way too. But in in terms of, you know, growth, my business growth has been like on this insane trajectory since I started working with you and my confidence has grown hugely. And I'm just a lot more sure of myself about how I do things, what I choose to spend my energy on. Yeah, that's amazing. So tell me when, I don't even know the answer to this question because it's been a few years. When you first started working with me, what were your clients spending with you? Good question. I think my average 
was around $1,000. I had the occasional sale that was higher than that. Certainly my rodeo clients were not spending anywhere close to that. That was, you know, well below $100. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, I think it's fair to say that I didn't start from ground zero in terms of IPS. I was part of the way there. Like I had the grasp on the products, but it was definitely maximizing that that was the biggest impact for me was, you know, changing the way I was pricing things, mostly the way I was pricing things and structuring packages and things like that. Simplifying, right? Okay. So tell me now what the last month in your business has looked like so that people can get an idea of where you are at now. (laughs) This last month has been insane. (laughs) So I feel like there is no one thing that I have done there's definitely no one thing that I have done that has caused this growth. It's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. But I will say that I feel like I'm kind of reaching the the crest of that hill now where not everything, but a lot of things are starting to be more of a, you know, a downhill stroll as opposed to an uphill <laughs> hike. Yeah, this last month, I, well, I don't mind disclosing my numbers. I did, just to put it into perspective, my last sale was as big as my last year's best entire month. And last month was almost as big as my entire last year. So that, you know, just to kind of put things into perspective there, you know, numbers don't necessarily mean anything to anyone unless they're put into context. Yeah. So and your biggest sale to date is? 8,500. Okay. So I think something happened. This might turn into a bit of a coaching question here. You don't have to get into like personal details, but in your business, what do you think happened that was the catalyst that finally caused you to get it together and like do what you needed to do to get the client? I have an idea of what it was. I think that maybe some of it was mental stuff. You finally got over the mental clutter there. But what do you think it was that caused that catalyst to happen this year? Well, you know, I'm quite an open book. I don't mind discussing these things. I think. For me, the biggest lesson which caused this dramatic change was I kind of assumed that everything was always going to be the way it was. I assumed, and both in good or bad, I was I was settling for average at best in many areas of my life, but uh, my business, you know, I kind of, I guess I thought those big numbers, those eight, 10, 12, $14,000 sales were out of my reach, at least for the time being. I didn't think that it would be something that could change quickly. I always felt like life was going to be the way it was and that my business, in a nutshell, that I would never have to depend on my business for 100% of my income. And I think that that is a big trap that people can fall into and something that can change very quickly overnight like it did for me all of a sudden. I was faced with divorce and now my business is not just my baby, not just my, you know, supplemental income, not just part of our household income. My bi- I was faced with the decision of you got to run with this and make this work and earn a decent living from this or you quit it all now and go and get a real job. And that's the decision I was faced with. And, you know, as stubborn as I am and as passionate as I am about my business, I wasn't about to let four and a half years of blood, sweat and tears go to waste. You know, that's basically was the turning point for me personally was, you know, mentally. 
for me, it was kind of a now or never thing. And just a mm-hmm. culmination of all the things that I'd learned through spending time with you, just of kind of realizing why not now and why not me? There was a lot of things that I was getting in my own way over. Some of them just really ridiculous things, like not feeling like I belonged in this horse world that I didn't really know much about. Mm-hmm. Things like that, not just not just from a personal standpoint, but just from a point of like the business that I was in, you know, not I guess a bit of imposter syndrome in, in not just the photography industry, but in the horse world too. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, I think a lot of people have a crux outside of their business, like a spouse or significant other or a second job that kind of provides that support. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people use that as an excuse in their head to not fully dive into the photography thing or to not fully chase their business. Yeah. And a lot of what happens is when people get that other thing yanked out from underneath them, all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I have to make it work. And all of a sudden the pieces of the puzzle fall together and you're like, why didn't this happen before? And it's because we're kind of like subconsciously still using this other thing as a crutch, like, well, I'll be okay because, you know, I have this other person or I have this other job that kind of helps. So not really successful, then, oh, well, and when you get in a situation where it has to work, all of a sudden you make it work. Yeah. Um, And I guess, and I guess now is an appropriate time to mention that I was using my business relationship with the family business as that crutch for my business. And so while I will be forever grateful that it gave me, I mean, I would maybe never have even started photographing horses, probably not if it hadn't been for my finding myself in the family business, which was, uh, you know, my in-laws ranch business. But, you know, Corinna's (laughs) Corinna's words will always echo in my mind, get off of the ranch, you know because you knew that there was more out there for me. And while those clients and I will always be grateful for that starting point, I think that I found it hard to let go of this yeah. notion that the clients from the ranch could be profitable for me. And, and they have been at times, but I think that it was I was never going to spread my wings and my business was never going to really get the momentum that it needed by staying in that bubble. So I think a lot of that happens to other people in terms of their, you know, when they're marketing inside of maybe a pony club or, you know, a horse association or to their friends and family, or maybe it's a physical thing, like, a you know, more of a geographical thing, like inside of their own town or, you know, just kind of letting go of that stubbornness and accepting that you do have to kind of push yourself outside of that bubble. So, yeah. Would you find it safe to say that pushing yourself outside of the bubble is always uncomfortable, but it's always worth it? <laughs> yes, every time. <laughs> if it feels easy, it's probably not doing very much for your business. I think, yeah. you know, maybe that can be true once you get all your systems and processes and stuff nailed down. But I think, you know, once things become so easy to you that you don't have to think about them or you don't get a little bit nervous I think um, at that point you've probably mostly stopped growing yeah I think that goes for lots of even just horse riding even lots of industries whether it's photography or anything else I think that once once you stop feeling that little bit of doubt or that little bit of anxiety probably most of the growth is over yeah so 
my next question for you is what made you decide to work with me? What was the thing that you were like, I need to run it in my life? So <laughs> I cannot honestly tell you I had never heard of you before. <laughs> I had never seen any of your Facebook posts before. I had never seen any of your work before. <laughs> I actually did not have any clue who you were. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing to admit or not, you know, but I saw a Facebook post that you were offering coaching. And so I'd say, I think it's fair to say that some of it was just meant to be, I suppose, is like woo-woo as that sounds, you know, but something told me, hey, like you need to check this girl out. And so I did. And of course that could happen with any number of people any number of coaches but for me what confirmed it was the value that I got in talking to you for that first call you know 30 45 minutes whatever it was told me that we could have hung up the phone and I would have that call would have been worth it to me you know even just that call even if I never spoke to you again if I never did any of your classes again I knew that that call you had built value into that and made that worthwhile for me. And there was one reason for that, really, in that you genuinely wanted to help me. You know, your heart's in the right place with helping people push forward in their business. And to hear, like, the excitement in your voice and know that it wasn't just this cookie cutter, like, oh, I've got an idea, you should do this, and know and have that <laughs> feeling that you'd given that idea to like a hundred other different people but it was genuinely like oh my god John! oh my god you need to do this and talking to me like you know you'd known me forever in that first phone call that was what did it for me <laughs> yes and learning that when my voice gets really high pitched it means I'm about a really cool idea that my brain just came up with and it's brand new and you're going to be the first one to hear it exactly <laughs> As, that is the sweet sound <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people like if you are on the fence and you don't know if I'm the right person like let's just talk like there's no harm in talking and you either talk to me and you're like yes I need her in my life or you talk to me and you're like man I need her in my life maybe not right now or you're like oh my gosh she's insane she just talks too much and has too many ideas and she just overwhelms me um <laughs> so yes I love that okay so if you could go back in time and give newbie Charlotte, one piece of advice, what would it be? I guess the obvious thing would be to stop sweating the small stuff and just do it. Just get on with it and do it. I think maybe just to show myself a vision of what life could be like um, mm -hmm. now and make myself realize that it is possible and it doesn't have to take forever. I think that my growth took a lot longer than it needed to. And it was accelerated hugely after I started coaching with you. Uh, but I think up until that point, it was, it was slow because I was focusing on the wrong things, like I've already said. Yeah, I think definitely just, you know, in terms of telling, you know, Charlotte then what Charlotte now could be like, being cognizant of you never know when life could change and you never know when this cute side hustle hobby whatever it is to you may be your lifeline yeah very true 
and that I don't need to know everything there is to know about hunter jumpers to take pretty pictures of their horses and, and sell thousands of dollars worth of artwork to them. So <laughs> you don't have to. I think the moral of the story is you don't have to feel like you fit in yes. with your potential clients. Yes. Have them as your clients. And you don't have to understand them either. You can make them your clients without being them or truly understanding them. Just make them your clients and stop being afraid of the fear yeah. of not fitting in or not feeling like you're the same type of person. Yeah. People don't know. They don't care. They just know you're an amazing photographer and they want your photos, right? They don't care if you fit in or you get the lingo yeah. or know the difference between a hunter and a jumper ring. Like they don't know the difference. So yeah, it's I funny. love that. I actually bonded with a, with one of my client's moms the other day over that because I asked her a few questions and, you know, I sounded like the expert in terms of photography, of course, but in terms of horses, I asked her a couple of very basic questions and she didn't know the answer to them. And then she was getting like, she was getting the imposter syndrome. It was very weird. She was like, Oh no, like I'm not a horse girl. Like, you know, it's my daughter this. And, and I actually just level with her. I'm like, you know what? I asked you these questions because, you know, I know a little bit, but honestly, and I really leveled with her. And I think that was, that was a big thing for me to level with her and really make her at ease. And I yeah. think, I think maybe, maybe if I was in that world, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. So one last question and then I will let you go. So we don't talk forever because I know we will talk forever. If you could give one piece of advice right now about you know trying to figure out how to grow or how to make these decisions about investing in your business and all of these things mm -hmm. what would your advice be to them on like how to make decisions about how to invest in your business or yourself because I know you are the kind of person that you have invested a lot in your business and your education over the time and I'm assuming in the beginning it wasn't an easy decision either for you no I think that okay well I guess I'm speaking to two people then the person that is reluctant to invest in education and invest in themselves, I would say to them, you really cannot imagine how badly you need education and someone holding your hand, be it, you know, an online course or coaching or whatever. You cannot even begin to imagine the amount of growth that you would experience just by having that support network. And the, you know, these huge Facebook groups you know with a few thousand people in them that aren't they're not investing in their education either they can only take you so far books will only take you so far cheat sheets and courses and stuff will only take you so far but having solid mentorship is what is going to shave months if not years off of your growth of your business and then I guess that speaks to the person that's already you know that has already realized that you know, that they, they are past the YouTube videos and the free webinars and this, that, and the other. And they've already realized that they need some form of mentorship or, you know, coaching or something like that. Then I would say I did all the classes. I did all the self-paced stuff. I did all the, the things that you go and do on your own, but nothing, nothing can replace having a group of people that uh, have got your back and are, are working alongside you, which is what a Facebook community, like the one you have attached to your online class has, you know, and having those Zoom calls, those Q&As, those that actual contact with people 
what I will say that in comparison to doing, you know, it's the next best thing to being able to do workshops and things mm. every week. Like none of us can go and do style shoots and workshops and, you know, conventions like imaging and stuff every week. We don't have the time and we don't have the resources for that. So this is the really as close as you're going to get to that with so much less investment time and financially. But, you know, I think just you really, you cannot put a price on what that sort of mentoring will do for your business. I agree. I feel the same way. Like any time that I have invested like in coaching, one-on-one coaching or group coaching situations, it has paid for itself tenfold. Like I can't even imagine how long it would have taken me to get here. I probably would have given up by now if I wouldn't have done it. Totally. I feel what you're saying there. Oh my goodness. Well, it was so good talking to you and I don't want to take up all of your Sunday. (laughs) I will let you go, but I'm sure if anybody has questions for Charlotte, she's a pretty open book, but I'm sure she'd be happy. (laughs) Very. So feel free to reach out to her. I know I just put her on the spot and offered her time. No, no, that's fine. She's busy, but I'm sure she'd be happy to answer any of your questions that you have. Absolutely. I hope you have a nice day. I'll talk to you later, Charlotte. Bye. All right. Bye. I hope that you've enjoyed hearing Charlotte's journey to really building a six-figure photography brand. Like I said, this interview happened a couple of years ago. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be sharing an updated interview with Charlotte where we dive into the making of those five-figure clients. Charlotte has taken the time since that interview. She has really honed in on her business even more. And she has really gotten her business to a place where she can have those clients that are spending ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on their portraits. And I am so excited for you to hear this next interview that we'll be featuring next week, where we dive into the making of those five-figure clients. And also stay tuned because we're going to be having more interviews like this on the podcast where we share people's personal journeys and their stories to getting those five-figure clients or even to just getting to that six-figure point in their business where they have their first six-figure year. So make sure you check back and listen for Charlotte's updated interview next week. And let me know what your thoughts are on Charlotte's growth and all the things that she has done in her journey to building her photography business. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please make sure you share it on social media or leave a rating and review. As always, you can check out the links and resources in the show notes over at masteryourmindmoney.com. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at masteryourmindmoney. And don't forget to join our free Facebook group, Photography Business Tune-Up with Corinda K. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.